Hello, and you're listening to The Zone of Hot Truth, a weekly podcast where we talk about our, our experiences, opinions, and hot takes as new DMs in 15 minutes, sometimes more, sometimes less. I'm Kevin. I'm Eric. And for this conversation, I'm just trying to be a fly on the wall. I'm Not politically John. relevant. And there is a fly in this room, and I swear to God I'm going to kill it before this podcast is over. And what's your name? John. <laughs> oh, I missed it. Well, I'm Grant, and I've maybe ruined this. <laughs> That's uh, fine. No, I think we, we never cut. <laughs> Everybody One has a fly dog. in a room and on their face. All right. So um, I think the topic for today um, is going to be regarding uh, uh, is travel bad? Does it suck? Should we have that in our games and in what form? Um, and to start things off, uh, Eric, what do you, what is your opinion on that? What do you think of, of travel in, in RPG systems or D&D? I think travel, it comes down to what is the tone of your game. If your game is a quest of checking the heroic check boxes and defeating the big bad in the most climatically acceptable time, then don't have travel. But if that's not the tone of your game, your your game is trying to simulate a real world of, as far as the real experience, then travel serves to, aim, to assist that. What a milk yeah. toast answer. Middle of oh, the road. <laughs> moderate oh of my answers. God. I, yo, I'll go next. <laughs> travel's garbage. Tra- yeah. Travel's, it is just a speed bump on the way to having something interesting happen. It, what are we saying? Go? <laughs> no, go ahead. No, I want you to finish your thought. It's, <laughs> Before I tear into it. So, it is just, there's very few ways to make it, a, like, a tax on resources, unless you have extremely tight time restraints constantly. Uh, which is exhausting as a player. Uh, if if it's just every <laughs> single time, oh god, the the world's ending. We must go now. It is hard to prep for in an interesting manner where the most of the resources, particularly in the DMG, are just roll on this table to have six rule six wolves attack you. Wolves. <laughs> what wolves? Whatever. Oh, you got multiple uh, people. <laughs> looking to looking to fight. Fight. <laughs> I listen. I'm starting to spice. Okay, bring it so, on. I won't... So okay, we'll go. I'm going to respond to that spite with some spiciness. One, it sh- that your response clearly shows you've never read the DMG as far as the travel rules go, especially when the travel rules are equal length page wise to social rules. Um, additionally, and I got to call out Grant and you. Uh, last session being so. Fifth edition is such a structured system. Don't make any, too many changes, and then you throw Absolutely. out an entire pillar in in which rangers, druids, as long as many other non-spellcaster classes, having a having a ranger or druid gives from. you an excellent excuse to toss it out. It- actually, <laughs> actually, not and so fast there, those. Eric. Because my take is that travel is actually good. I think you should have travel. I just think travel raw per 5e's rules is garbage and at best serves as a scaffold that you have to put in the work to basically design your own system. This is hysterical. This is a complete polar opposite of <laughs> our responses during the homebrew. It's yes. Are the, the you two are absolutely totally being inconsistent on this, and you're inconsistent when you want to be, and that is that you are going to toss out and reinvent an no, entire pillar. I'm not reinventing it. I'm it. It's different. 
Reinv- that's, that is that's integrated into the core means. mechanics of fifth but edition. Is it Reinvite. though? Yes. It, <laughs> yes, it's equal pages to social. It's only two pages or three pages shy of the combat <laughs> rules in the DMG. So if we're going by page value, really you're just deleting like a solid twenty five percent of the game, which is your delicate house of cards i never said it should be thrown out i said it can serve as a scaffold that you can add to to make it more interesting and worthwhile because i do think travel raw again is is not that interesting and it needs more meat added onto it to make it worth making it like a large part of your game i never said you should get rid of it Use it as no, a that's scaffold. just me saying that. that yeah. is, <laughs> that's hundred percent. John is saying. John is saying. One hundred percent, John. But both, both of you are changing your tune as, as far as when it comes to house rules and the house rules you're targeting. There's one that totally impacts the ranger class, the realistically monks as well. Any class that's not spellcasting and even druids well, are, are totally involved in that. I, and. You're taking that and just disagree. Out and, or or amending it to the point where the rules as written is now no longer important to you and it is a convenient situation. No, if you I'm want to say that I am being in like if I'm uh, like detrimenting ranger okay. and kind of druid, I can I can see that. There's no way I'm hurting monk. The, I, you, <laughs> oh, who cares? Per- perception checks, dog. <laughs> Have you read r- raw? Or are we just yeah. gonna blindly pa- passive perception is a big part of raw travel rules, so and that's t- deeply thrilling. I automatically notice things. Okay, but I, so I'm for... not hurting <laughs> rangers though, because I said I'm building on the base rule. So like the rangers and druids are still gonna be useful. In fact, I argue they'll be more useful because I'm gonna put in extra work to like add a little bit more to travel, how, expand it. How can they be more useful than auto winning? <laughs> Tell me how auto not going less than auto win because auto winning is un, auto winning is uninteresting thus i amend it so you take them no from winning they'll, and they'll be them. better at travel than lose. any other class the way i run it that's a nice sleight of hand <laughs> you're still saying occasionally a ranger is going to lose and a ranger who loses is instantly worse than a ranger who always wins. I mean, this is isn't an exact discussion of my exact rules. You don't know my rules. I'm still working okay. on new rules. I, th- I think we're hitting can of, can of worms with, like, the, the class... Uh, <laughs> and, um, and homebrew rules. Yeah, and class specificity for, them, like, yeah. their, <laughs> where they're weak and where they're not, and how that ties to the core mechanics of 5e and how they break that. Um, okay, so what do we think, like... For those for those of us who keep travel in the game, like what what, is, what does it do? Right, obviously one, it like gives us a chance to offer players interesting choices about like how to navigate their environment, learn about it, discover it. Right, what do we think like regarding that? Like what what are the, what are the kind of key tenets here for those for those of us that keep? It? Well, I, I'll basically what you just said. I, it adds to the game. It makes the world feel a bit larger and more lived in for me because I like. Because in the games I run, I like the players moving around and actually traveling to get to these things, and there needs to be things that happen along the road. It doesn't have to just be six wolves. It can be other non-combat things. Like, there are ways you can add to combat to make it exciting, and again, build and add more to the world and present the characters with interesting choices. Uh, you're missing this in the audio format, but we have our our, our guests 
are my co-hosts uh, swatting flies. <laughs> I want to get this son um, of a bitch. Listen, and Eric. Oh John and Eric, you talk about why travel's good. I'll come back when you're done. Okay. Eric getting annoyed with my constant referencing of six wolves. There's no so, random table. So have, have we hit the tenets of this? So like, does travel. does does travel suck? Like, to, to, to I think we have like a different answer for for each of us, right? Where like for me, it's a, it's a useful tool that provides players interesting choices, and also as a way to convey your narrative, right? Like aspects of your narrative that you can't stuff into a location, you put there, right? I think is it's a tool for that. But and so that makes it useful and therefore a good thing to have in your game. I think I think Eric is correct in saying that the tone of your game and the kind of what you present at the beginning should dictate like whether you actually incorporate it. But I think in most cases you probably should. So Kevin, one thing you mentioned, or um, one thing Grant mentioned earlier that I was curious your take on is Grant said travels a way that to help the world feel more alive. Do you feel that actually ends up being the case for players, or is it? As John says, a speed bump to the good stuff. <laughs> I, man, this is totally like, it depends upon how it's presented to the players, right? Like, if you make it, I think if you give it so that the their choices are, I'm going to keep saying it, are interesting, right? Where they have to think about, okay, how do I need to deal with these time constraints, right? To figure out what to do. Like, how do I, like, oh my god, there's this, there's this ancient temple I find on the way. Like, do I choose to engage with it or not? Can I come back? Where is it on a map so I know where to come back to it later? Um, and maybe some cool things that are emergent that come as a result of that. I think that's the key thing. You like there's an emergent gameplay that you if you complete your move it, you, it is kind of pushed to the locale. I think it depends so, on the game though, obviously. Yeah. So like what you're describing sounds like a sandbox game, I, like a more open. Not less, even though. Yeah. Like, but yeah. doesn't that sound like? So have you prepped like eight random temples just in case we go off track and find a thing? No. Yes. <laughs> do you need to? I like. I, I, I need have, to. I have the material I to do that if I need to. <laughs> I can't just make up a random temple off the top of my head. I, I if I can't make an interesting. Okay, let me rephrase that. I can't make an interesting temple off the top of my head. So, I don't. I, I, that doesn't make any sense to me. It, it doesn't. I'll just say one thing real quickly. No, I just do kind of as a, like a quick rebuttal to that. I think it doesn't have to be an entire like like elaborate dungeon right if you just tell them there's a giant black spire sticking out of the ground you guys choose to interact with it, yes or no and then you as they interact with it you can come up with like what the fuck is this in my world right and then you maybe you add some flavor thing you only need yeah, five you, don't need, you don't yeah you don't even need five rooms to do anything like that it's it's there's no steadfast thing for what these things are although i i do think this is getting to a uh a point where incorporating more extensive travel at the end of the day it one of the things you have to consider is, is it something you as the DM want to spend the time doing? Because me and Kevin are like, yes, we like travel, we like adding all these things, but it does take time, even if it's not that much time, to prepare for, come up with tables, and figure out ways to implement these things that we think add value. And if you don't think it holds the same weight, I can see how a DM might not want to spend the time doing it. Because it, it is a time sink to come up with this stuff. So that is something to consider. So we, we are all at least in agreement that what is in the DMG for travel is inadequate, correct? Like I think so. As, as somebody yes. who, one of the few people who's actually run raw DMG travel for the most Absolutely. part. Absolutely. Like, yeah. My first edition oh, DMG. Shut- <laughs> there, we'll there's, there's, your, there's your OSR. Yeah, there's oh, your OSR plug of the week. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering when we would work System that one in. <laughs> I, yeah, 
like, so I, I never got to the point where I bothered to do it because I looked at it and I went, this is uninteresting. And also there are tables in the back of uh, Xanathar's for different environmental encounters. That is yes. what I was referring to before, Eric. The, and there is in the so game in the back there then. are random tables for like wilderness, etc. But there's none in the travel section where it actually discusses the hex. <laughs> when you actually discuss how many hexes you move. The travel section does reference as that encounters sometimes combat and stuff can happen and i think that's why me and john occasionally will reference tables for encounters because the, the dmg provides one. tables to generate those random encounters that sometimes happen in travel but you don't actually need to generate you don't need to sit in front of your players and say ah i have rolled wolves roll a dice <laughs> ah i see there are four wolves like if if that can't be done ahead of time, or that can't be done in a way that's at all like narratively based, just simply saying one d six wolves is a meme. <laughs> saying the fog begins to roll yeah. over and you hear the howling, like you can do it. And narratively. It's just one additional table result to make it interesting. What is the behavior? What are they doing? Roll roll the table again. Wolves attacking Albear is a lot more interesting than just one d six wolves, right? Do you, do you protect the Albear? It it requires is- no effort. <laughs> this is going to sound really weird from somebody that runs eight-hour sessions. My time is precious, so <laughs> yeah. What? Okay. I, I don't. I don't want to spend two hours of combat. Here's uh, what I say. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, you son of a bitch! No, no, no. We have time. <laughs> we have time. <laughs> With that. With that, no! uh, so nice. I think we have. <laughs> um, I think we're just going to end in, with just uh, instead of our final. Our, our full final thoughts talking about do we do we answer this question do we think travel is good or bad and why and we'll just kind of go down the line just really briefly so eric i think tra- travel is good travel hard is not- stop i think it it adds yeah. it adds it adds to the game and it's exactly what kevin said with the wolves facing the owlbear interesting choice yeah. or the party can just leave interesting we'll note, nevertheless bet uh- I, I think it is not interesting. I think it is just a thing to take up time. At least from a DM perspective. Uh, I've enjoyed I have enjoyed things that have happened on travel before, particularly in Kevin's game, but uh, it, it's it is a speed bump on a narrative path. It is a, a chance for a diversion off into three hours of running through a temple. That doesn't fucking matter that you didn't fucking prep. It's taking time away from the good thing that you have prepared for that is the interesting bit. I think travel is good. It adds to the world. It provides for chances for your players to make interesting and meaningful uh, decisions, although it does require some extra work. And specifically, I think I'm going to reference Dale Kingsmill's travel system because that's personally what I like and in building my new travel system off of. Cute, uh, John, continuing to swat at a fly. Um, yeah, the so, flies. It was on the mic. Um, I, tr- I muted it for it, don't okay, worry. Okay, here's what I'll say, because I think we're kind of echoing the same kind of stuff, but I think it offers an opportunity for you to be surprised with your players, which is something you don't often get to do at, in D&D, right? It, uh, it gives you, because I, I you're sometimes like, okay, let's go through the motions. Okay, they have to get to this point. Like, you're a director, right? In this case, you'd be like, oh, fuck, they encounter a dragon? What does that look like? What is it doing? It's eating? Roll again. A frog? What? Okay, like, and then you have to, like, try to figure out, well, like, you're like, what the fuck? What is this? And then you, you turn that to, oh, 
the frog is actually like a a polymorphed young dragon and he's trying to you know there's all kinds of things that you can go down and be surprised and i think that's an opportunity that comes out of like the travel the emergent side right um anyway um i think that's everything from us uh Thank you for listening. Uh, you can reach us at the zone of hot truth at gmail.com. And here's what I'll say to you all. Keep rolling those dice. <laughs>